Hello, and welcome to An Encouraged Heart. This is Cynthia, and thank you for joining me for Bible study. I'm in week five of Jesus experiencing his touch, and this study covers Mark chapters one through six. If you have not had a chance to order your copy of a study guide, please go to Precept Ministries. In the meantime, open your Bibles to Mark chapter five. Let's begin, as always, with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day, this time that we have to um, study your word, to draw closer to you. So we just ask that you would um, continue, Lord, to make your word clear to us, give us understanding, give us wisdom, and just help us, Lord, to know you better and to apply your word and to share, of course, share with others. In Jesus' name, amen. For those who have your Bible study, um, please go to page 59, and I will begin with um, the introduction of week five, and it says, have you ever felt utterly abandoned and alone? Have you felt unloved, even unlovable? In this week's study, we'll learn more about how the Savior engaged with individuals who were alone in their circumstances and how his touch and love transformed everything. The first section that we're going to be looking at is Mark chapter 5, verses 1 through 13. And in the observation section, it says to double underline anything that tells where the action is taking place. Mark every reference to Jesus, beginning with the word he in verse 2. Draw a box around every reference to the man with an unclean spirit and mark it with a pitchfork. And also mark all references to the unclean spirit and demons with a pitchfork. Okay. So beginning in verse one, it says here, they came to the other side of the sea and to the country of the Gerasenes. So I would say underline, double underline country of the Gerasenes. Okay, moving on to verse 2. When he got out of the boat, immediately a man from the tombs with an unclean spirit met him. So I would mark he for Jesus. I would also mark the word man, with um, which is draw a box around it and add a pitchfork. Also, unclean spirit, mark that with a pitchfork and mark him with with a cross, of course. Moving on to verse 3. And he had his dwelling among the tombs, so mark he and his with a box and a pitchfork. Among the tombs signifies um, where, so mark that, that phrase with um, double underlines, with a double underline. Moving on, and no one was able to bind him anymore, even with a chain. So mark him with a box and a pitchfork, because he had often been bound with shackles and chains. So I'd mark he again um, for the man. So that would be a box and a pitchfork. And the chains had been torn apart by him, mark him. And the shackles broken in pieces, and no one was strong enough to subdue him. So again, him and him, that's where you draw a box around it um, and adding a pitchfork, okay? 
Verse 5, constantly, night and day, he was screaming. So mark he for the man among the tombs and in the mountains and gnashing himself with stones. So you would double underline among the tombs and the mountains and you would also mark himself for the man. Verse 6, seeing Jesus from a distance, he ran up and bowed down before him. Mark Jesus with a cross. Mark he referring to the man and mark him referring to Jesus. Okay, verse 7, and shouting with a loud voice, he said to Mark he, and that would be the unclean spirit, what business do we have with each other? I would say um, the word we, the phrase each other, mark that actually with two markings. Um, certainly the unclean spirits, but he's also referring to Jesus. So I would mark that with um, a cross and also the, the pitchfork for, for again, the word we and each other. And of course here, Jesus, son of the most high God, um, mark that, of course, um, with a cross. Moving on, it says, I implore you by God. So the unclean spirit is still, is still speaking. So the word I should be marked with a pitchfork. Again, he's speaking to Jesus. So um, the word you, of course, referring to Jesus. So mark that with a cross. Do not torment me. And again, me, um, the unclean spirit is speaking, so mark that with a pitchfork. Verse 8, for he had been saying to him, so mark he, referring to Jesus, him, referring to the unclean spirit, come out of the man. So mark that, of course, with the, the box and uh, the pitchfork. You unclean spirit, so unclean spirit, mark that with a pitchfork. Verse 9, and he was asking him, so he refers to Jesus, him refers to the unclean spirit, mark that. What is your name? Your, mark that with a pitchfork. And he said to him, he, mark that with a pitchfork, him referring to Jesus, my name is Legion, so my Again, referring to the unclean spirit, mark that with a pitchfork. Legion, mark that with a pitchfork. For we are many, mark we with a pitchfork as well. Verse 10, and he began to implore him earnestly not to send them out of the country. Mark he with a pitchfork. Him, of course, referring to Jesus, mark that with a cross. Them, referring to the unclean spirits, mark that with a pitchfork. And location, out of the country, double underline that. Verse 11, now there was a large herd of swine feeding nearby on the mountain. So nearby on the mountain, um, double underline that. Verse 12, the demons implored him. So mark demons with a pitchfork, him referring to Jesus, saying, send us into the swine so that we may enter them. So us and we, of course, are referring to the unclean spirits. So mark that with pitchforks. In the last verse, verse 13, Jesus gave them permission to so mark Jesus, mark them with a pitchfork, and of course Jesus with a cross, and coming out the unclean spirits, mark unclean spirits, entered the swine, and the herd rushed down the steep bank into the sea, so double underline into the sea, 
about 2,000 of them and they were drowned in the sea. Again, double underline in the sea. Okay, so there are quite a few markings there. Um, I'm going to go back and reread the passage without interruption. And at that time, if you need to continue the markings, um, you can do that as well. So again, Mark chapter 5, verses 1 through 13. They came to the other side of the sea and to the country of the Gerasenes. When he got out of the boat, immediately a man from the tombs with an unclean spirit met him. And he and his dwelling and he had his dwelling among the tombs, and no one was able to bind him anymore, even with a chain, because he had often been bound with shackles and chains, and the chains had been torn apart by him, and the shackles broken in pieces, and no one was strong enough to subdue him. Constantly, night and day, he was screaming among the tombs and in the mountains and gnashing himself with stones. Seeing Jesus from a distance, he ran up and bowed down before him, and shouting with a loud voice, he said, What business do we have with each other? Jesus, Son of the Most High God, I implore you by God, do not torment me. For he had been saying to him, Come out of the man, you unclean spirit. And he was asking him, What is your name? And he said to him, My name is Legion, for we are many. And he began to implore him earnestly not to send them out of the country. Now there was a large herd of swine feeding nearby on the mountain. The demons implored him, saying, Send us into the swine so that we may enter them. Jesus gave them permission, and coming out, the unclean spirits entered the swine, and the herd rushed down the steep bank into the sea, and 2,000 of them, and they were drowned in the sea. Okay. We're going to look at the discussion questions, and the first says here, describe the situation of the man with an unclean spirit. Um, well, we know that when Jesus got out of the, the boat, immediately a man with an unclean spirit came up to him. We saw that, of course, in the first um, couple of verses. The man lived in the Gerasenes and dwelled among the tomb, and no one was able to bind him. He was able um, to tear apart shackles and chains. The shackles were even broken, we know, in pieces. Um, no one was able to subdue him, so he was, of course, out of control. Um, he was constantly screaming night and day among the tombs and mountains, and even gnashed himself with stones. So that basically described the situation um, with the situation of the man. Um, so there was lots of desperation, um, again, out of control. And he, of course, was isolated, living alone in the tombs and in the mountains. Okay, moving on to verse 2. How did this story hit you? Can you imagine being in that man's condition? As you think of his isolation, his pain, his hopelessness, how does it make you feel and why? Well, certainly this is a very sad situation. Um, again, he was so isolated. He was tormented continually as we saw um, in verse 5. Okay, screaming day and night. Um, also, at this point, we know no one um, could help him. 
the demons had overtaken him. And again, he was in such a desperate situation. Okay, question three. Look at the places you mark with a pitchfork. What did you learn about unclean spirits and demons? The unclean spirits um, caused the man, again, to dwell among the tombs, for example, although the man could not be contained physically with chains and shackles, um, certainly he was bound spiritually and emotionally uh, by the unclean spirits. Um, he harmed himself, clearly he was dangerous and tormented. Okay. The next question, what did these demons know about Jesus according to verse 7? What does that tell you about them and their relationship to Jesus? And I'm going to just go ahead and reread verse 7. It says, And shouting with a loud voice, he said, What business do we have with each other, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I implore you by God, do not torment. Do not torment me. Um, so again, the demons, they knew who Jesus was. They recognized him. Um, they knew um, because they called him by name, Jesus, the son of the most high God. Um, also, the demons asked Jesus not to torment them. So the demons knew that Jesus had authority and power over them. Okay. Question five says, as you read this account, what gives you insight into Jesus's power and authority? Um well, we see that Jesus um, has complete power and authority over the unclean spirits. And the unclean spirits also knew that, and they knew that they had to obey whatever Jesus commanded. For example, we, we see the um, authority that Jesus has because the unclean spirits implored him to do um, two things. In verse 10, it says here, and he began to implore implore him earnestly not to send them out of the country. Verse 12, the demons implored him saying, send us into the swine so that we may enter them. Okay. And also we saw back in verse seven, once again, that um, the unclean spirits identified Jesus as the son of the most high God. Um, again, um, they implored him actually three times. I'm I implore you by God, do not torment me. So again, we said that over and over again, evidence that Jesus had authority and power over the demons. And they also clearly knew that and had to obey um, whatever Jesus um, commanded. Okay. I am going to conclude our study for today. I hope that our time together has been a blessing to you. If so, please subscribe to my podcast and be sure to share this episode with a friend. Take care and I look forward to you joining me next time. God bless.